1: conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
2: mary kay cabot joins us right now she's a writer you know her you love her she's on the north Olmsted chrysler jeep dodge ram hotline mary kay how you doing
3: i'm doing great guys how you doing
2: we're doing wonderful does this bode well for miles garrett in a couple of weeks at the nfl honors
3: yeah, it really does. I mean, the fact that uh, the voters have embraced him for these awards, including first team All Pro, I really do think that, um, you know, that it really does bode well for Miles and he's got this one locked up.
4: Well, that's excellent news, uh, Mary Kay, because we know here in Cleveland how valuable Miles Garrett has been, but we're starting to hear the chirping, uh, obviously, two hours to the east of us from the Pittsburgh fans who saw TJ Watt finish up strong and win yet another sack total. Is that his third sack total now? Mm-hmm. And while we're sitting here talking about, you know, pass rush win rate and pressures and all that stuff, quarterback hits for Miles Garrett, but he only had one sack over the last basically two months of the year.
3: Yeah. And, you know, I, I think the, uh, the Steelers fans are going to have a problem with this. I'm sure that J.J. J. Watt has already, when the first team All-Pro came out, Uh, JJ Watt already weighed in saying, who are these voters? He was already not happy with that. And certainly a strong, strong case can be made for TJ Watt. My goodness, he led the, as you mentioned, with 19 sacks. He stayed strong until the end. And in his final game, I believe he added two more sacks and then got injured for the rest, you know, rest of the season. So he does have a very, very compelling and strong case. But it just seems to me like, uh, the voters this year are embracing Miles. I've talked to several of them, and, you know, they also seem to think that, uh, you know, that this is Miles' year. So, you know, we'll have to see. I mean, maybe things changed a little bit in that final game, but it didn't hurt him for a first-team All-Pro.
4: Mary Kay, his injury, I thought, um, had something to do with maybe not – him being not as dominant. He was still very, very good. I mean, there are games where PFF still had him extraordinarily high with big-time grades – but at the same time, he just wasn't as dominant as we had seen him earlier in the year. Seems like they haven't talked a lot about the injury situation and what the the implications were of that.
3: No, you know what? He never used it as an excuse, and, and, you know, he doesn't do that. He plays hurt. Remember, he came right back after the car accident last year, played the next game when he probably shouldn't have. Uh, He's not one to do that. He doesn't like it when other guys, you know, don't go out there you know when they you know maybe they should Uh, you know most guys would never have been able to come back a week after the car injury most guys probably would not have played in the week after um, you know the shoulder injury this year but that's just miles and he never did use it as an excuse but I do think that going forward they have to find ways to make sure that he doesn't tail off to the towards the end of the season and that he stays strong all the way through the end of the season and through the playoffs. Because the other thing that, you know, that we know is that he wasn't able to really dominate in that wild card game uh, the way that he would want to. And I mean, he even said when I asked him about his own performance after the game, that it wasn't good enough.
2: Mary Kay Cabot joining us here on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. You put out there on social media just a few moments ago, uh, former Eagles offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson is scheduled to interview today. For the Browns' offensive coordinator vacancy, can you tell us any more uh, details other than, yeah, he's just going to be talking to the guys today? Uh,
3: you know what? Again, it's just, uh, you know, I just put that out there, and um, I don't have a whole a bunch more details on it now, though. But, the, you know, the thing to know is that we know that the Browns really embrace the Eagles' way of doing things. Andrew Berry, uh, you know, worked there. Jim Schwartz spent a lot of time there. They really admire that organization and how things are done. Uh, we know that they've done a really nice job offensively. This was a challenging year for them. You know, they're looking for a new direction, uh, but certainly someone who has coached uh, Jalen Hurts and understands how to work with a dual threat quarterback. Um, you know, there are a few, you know, similarities in terms of skill set, but um yeah, this is, you know, something that, that should, ha- that will happen today. And, you know, he should be a very strong candidate.
2: Well, there's things that we don't always know about laying fault at people's shoes, but he, you know, was just out as the Eagles offensive coordinator. Things did not well end well for the Eagles in general and certainly not offensively. Uh, if they hire him, you know, there's, there's going to be some fans questioning this, Mary Kay. Would that mean, though, that Kevin Stefanski is going to continue calling plays?
3: Well, it depends. That's all up in the air right now. And and that's because uh, in order to at- attract some of these best and brightest offensive minds in the NFL, you know, you've got to keep everything out on the table. You can't take play calling off the table and expect that you're going to get these guys in here for interviews or in some cases get permission for these interviews. So, you know, they he's got to be willing to at least discuss that. And in some cases, like in the case of Gerard Johnson, uh, who also, went and interviewed for that Eagles job yesterday uh, you know in in the case of a, a younger guy like that you know maybe you collaborate on play calling for the first year or the for the first two years or something like that uh, you know maybe you don't turn the reins right over to him uh, but you transition towards something like that so I think all things like that will be on the table.
4: Mary Kay Cabot with us right now on the hotline. Uh, So we had had a big discussion about Bill Callahan and Ross Tucker kind of offhanded yesterday was on the afternoon show and said, well, if he's under contract, maybe you'd trade Bill Callahan. Uh, We don't know if any of that could even happen, but how valuable (laughs) is Bill Callahan? And what's the latest on whether or not he would join his son in Tennessee?
3: Well, the latest that I'm hearing is that, uh, you know, there's nothing to that effect right now. As of right now, it seems as though uh, he's staying, or at least that was the vibe yesterday. But, you know, it's still,
4: Let's go. let Pry him out of our dead, cold hands, Tennessee. Yeah,
2: Charlton Heston Browns fan, Anthony Lima. A lot in common.
0: It's still... This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.
3: know it's still early for for brian to be shaping his staff again um, early indications are that bill will stay but nothing is written in stone yet i mean things are still fluid so hopefully for the browns he will stay he's amazing we all know how good he is and what he's been able to do with this offensive line but you know again i think he probably will stay but it's still early in the game.
2: So what you're saying to me, Mary Kay, is Bill must stay. Bill (laughs) must stay. Bill Bill must stay. stay. Let's go. Bill Bill must must stay. stay. Mary Kay, did you think you'd be hearing those chants again 30-something years later about Bill staying or going?
3: (laughs) No, I did not not think so. You didn't have to answer that
2: that. that seriously, Mary Kay. I'm goofing off. You know me.
3: And, you know, I don't think people should get too, too hung up on that. I mean, there are other really good offensive line coaches in the NFL, and in the event uh, that they need one, they'll, they'll find one. Scott Peters alone, who has worked for four years side-by-side side with Bill Callahan uh, and has absorbed all of his wisdom, would be an excellent offensive line coach. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't think the sky is falling if Bill decides to do that, but right now it looks like he's probably going to stay.
2: Well, now it makes me, okay, because for a second it's you started to make me feel like you were getting me ready for a letdown there and I was going to be sad. I wouldn't blame you, you know, the way it goes. He, I can't stop him from wanting to work with his son. Anyway, Mary Kay joining us here on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Deuce Staley looks like he's going to be a coach with the Cleveland Browns. What's he going to bring to the table? A lot of people really like him.
3: Well, once again, you know, he came from that Eagles. Organization where he worked with Jim Schwartz for a long time. Uh, he's got Super Bowl rings as a player and a coach. Uh, you know, he just brings younger, fresher ideas to the position, and I think that had a lot to do with it. I think it was uh, time for them uh, to change things up. So, um, so that's you know that's basically Deuce, and you know he's he's going to perhaps I don't know if he's probably going to have at least one new running back in the room because um, you know. I don't know that they can count on Nick being 100% ready to go the very first week of the season. Uh, so, you know, they might have to, you know, hedge their bets there a little bit. Uh, but certainly they, they're going to want some new and fresh ideas in the running game. When you look at the wildcard game alone, you know, they only average 2.8 yards in the running game. And they're looking for more than that.
4: All right, Stump Mitchell ex-running backs coach for the Browns, went on a media tour of sorts over the last week. Anything stand out to you? I saw some criticism that he seemed like a disgruntled ex-employee. I don't know. The interviews I saw, he seemed very pleasant and had a lot of nice things to say about the Browns.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he did. I, I thought he did. I didn't think it, it was too bad. I mean, he did uh, in the one interview that I saw with him, with uh, with Cam Justice, that he criticized Kareem, and I just don't know that that is the right forum him to do something like that. Yeah. Um, that, that, I thought, was uh, you know, that was a, an interesting choice, shall we say. Um, I, I don't know why he decided to do that on his way out. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see, but I mean, I thought Kareem did a really nice job this year in terms of scoring touchdowns for the Browns. He led them with nine rushing touchdowns. He came in here uh, and did Uh, everything that they needed him to do while Nick Chubb was out. So, um, you know, in some ways he helped get them to the playoffs and save the season a little bit.
2: Mary Kay Cabot joining us here on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, What would you do or what do you think they're going to do? Andrew Berry spoke a little bit about Nick Chubb and his future. You just mentioned him as well. Do you think that they would restructure his contract or they're going to have to restructure his contract?
3: Yeah, I think they'll probably have to, um, depending on where he is in his rehab when it's time to start the season. I mean, but there's a way to do it where you can make the money that you were going to make. It just looks a little bit different. You could put void years in. You can do a lot of different things. So as Andrew told us the other day, uh, they're going to do whatever they have to do to try to keep Nick Chubb in a Cleveland Browns uniform and make sure they do right by uh, someone who really is kind of the face of the franchise.
4: All right, there was big news yesterday in the NFL. Jim Harbaugh moving on. Uh, I remember Joe Banner admitting that in 2014, the Browns had traded for Jim Harbaugh and Jim blocked the trade. Yeah. Oh, Kenny, I thought you were going to.
2: No, I'm just like, I, I don't know why. <laughs> it was like, okay, Joe, you can wish yeah, in I one know. hand and you know what in the other. It didn't work out for you. That's I
4: know. So uh, did, did, do, do you remember that back in the day and how successful do you think Jim will be with the Chargers of Justin Herbert?
3: You know what? I mean, he was a good coach back in the day. And I think sometimes when you come back for your second head coaching job at the NFL, you've learned so much uh, from your first time. That's why I thought Jim Schwartz would have made a a good second time head coach this year if anyone had come calling. Uh, Because I do think you learn from your mistakes, you figure things out, you learn how to deal with the media. I mean, the only thing that, that, you know, everything's different now with social media. So I think that. Uh, you know the the fishbowl would be bigger, the spotlight would be bigger, the be more the scrutiny uh, would certainly be more intense. Um, but I think he'll do fine. He's a good coach.
2: Mary Kay Cabot with us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, final one. I mean, what's your prediction for Sunday? I, we have you here on the record. Give me a prediction for Sunday between the two between the four teams. I should say.
3: It's that's it's tough to pick these games. Uh, I don't know why. For some reason, I'm picking the the Ravens. I don't know why. I feel like maybe this is the year uh, that they can do it. Uh, you know, home game and and whatnot. So I do think uh, I'm going to go with them. And then if Debo Samuel doesn't play, they're the same team without Debo Samuel. So uh, for right now, that's still a little bit up in the air. I think I'm going to go Lions.
2: Really. I like that. Boy, right.
4: that would be uh, that'd be a shocker to many. Uh, Mary Kay, I've seen some Cleveland Browns fans, younger fans, uh, excited for the Ravens in this matchup. They're sick and tired of Kansas City. They are uh, very, very affectionate towards Lamar Jackson. I mean, Mary Kay, we cannot be rooting for the Baltimore Ravens in Cleveland, Ohio, right?
3: No, no, you don't have to necessarily root for them. I just think that. Um, you know, they have such a good defense this year, such a dominant defense. Uh, you know, they've got great fiery leadership over there. And I, I feel like they're on a mission, uh, to prove that they are the best. And, uh, you know, I think they're going to really give the chiefs a a rough time.
2: Mary Kay, we thank you very much for the time. We'll talk to you same time next week. You take care now.
3: Thanks a lot, guys. Bye-bye.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy